Hi, I'm Ivana. And I'm Jay. And you're listening to Friends with Elephants. A show for the cool nerd and you. I bop, 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 bop. I like this opening. <laughs> <laughs> If you're new to the show, we've kind of swapped roles for today. Just for today. And uh, I'm actually Ivana, and that over there is Jay. That? I have a name, damn it. <laughs> I know, that's why I said Jay. <laughs> and we're, we've been friends for like, you know, some time. Almost 10 years. And um, we like to talk about really nerdy things, but these also are, pop culture no, things. No, I mean, these are important things. things. These are very important things. If... You are coming on board to our podcast. You have to understand the things we're going to talk about. I and mean, these are life-changing things. <laughs> okay, let us get started. It is week 28. Toronto keeps effing expanding. Have you noticed this? No. You haven't noticed how many more buildings are going up and how... Oh, that how kind of... Ex- I thought you meant construction. like... That, that it was expanding to become larger than it is in no, terms of landmass. I just keep seeing, honest to God, building after building after building go up in this city. And I can't help but wonder, where are they going to put all the dead people? <laughs> They'll cremate them. Yeah, sure, but there are some religions where cremation is not allowed. My my uncle recently passed away, and unfortunately, you know, we had there's a burial. It's a, he's Jewish, and a burial was necessary. So where are you the not fuck allowed to get cremated are the dead if you're people Jewish? going? They it wasn't even an option. Really, it was uh, it was a burial. Yeah, I I've been a very lucky lucky person that I've not had to experience too much uh, death. I remember that a family member of Blake's passed and she was also buried. Um, But they had like previously, they had, I think it was like, it was beside her husband. So they had bought that plot like way back when. I don't really know how it works. If you don't have a plot, if you weren't thinking ahead like, oh, I'm going to die sometime. I better buy some space. (laughs) I I better buy land to be dead in. I totally think you're screwed if you are, in fact, somebody who isn't going to get cremated. Now, personally, like I'm going to get cremated, throw me to the wind. I don't care. But there are a lot of people who still buy into the be buried in the ground, be one with the Well, I guess Where are they going to put the dead people? If you want to be in the ground, go and get your land now. Like in, if you're like, mm, maybe I could buy a condo or maybe I could get a plot of land for me to be dead in. <laughs> so see, like I said, these are very important issues that we deal with on Friends with Elephants. And we thank you so much for tuning in again and again. <laughs> Uh, or full if it's disclosure, your first time. it's 3 a.m. and we have the giggles. Listen, no, listen, don't tell them that. <laughs> they're they're going to be like, go. why gonna... are they talking about grapes? Because, because it's their first time on the show and we need to keep them here. Don't tell them we got the giggles at 3 a.m. They will, I think it's going to make the show way more interesting. Oh, dear God. You okay. want to stick around for these giggles. If you have stayed around and not turned off yet, well, you are in for a treat. Before we get started, I just want to say there are some major spoilers to Kingsman and Mad Max Fury Road in this next segment. You've been warned. It's time for a nerd battle this week. What 2015 movie 
needs a sequel? Oh, God. Ivana? That is the easiest question you could have ever thrown out there. Well, okay, go for it. Uh, the Kingsman, The Secret Service. No, 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 no. Mad Max Fury Road. What? Mad Max Fury Road was a sequel and it perfectly ended that. Look, it was a sequel, but it was a sequel 30 years later that re-energized this franchise. And I think that now Mad Max needs to be a James Bond style kind of thing where a new director comes in every time and then re... But a new director did not come in this time. I know, but George Miller, I mean, he's in his 70s. He's not going to wait That's 30 more saying. years. George, this is it. Mad Max Fury Road was his end. That was the the epilogue, if you will. You, you're telling me you don't want to see any more of this guy. I'm not particularly saying that I don't want to see more. Of course you I'm don't. You, of course not. You wouldn't say movie, that because it's a, fa it's a fascinating journey. It was an incredible movie. I think that it was created as an end. I think this is it. This is the story. Like, well, you get this feeling that th it can't get any better than that. No, of course it can get better than that. Look, it's a standalone story. Every movie, too, in the Mad Max franchise is somewhat a standalone story where Mad Max is... Getting so a little more that crazy. Even count as a sequel. I it's, mean, okay, look at the Kingsman: The Secret Service. Okay, I'm looking at it. It is incredible. First of all, Colin Firth. Who knew that he could be even like close to sexy? I always thought he was very like staunch and proper. Colin Firth has always been sexy. You just had beer goggles on this whole time. I disagree. He was just way too proper to be considered good looking, but to see him kick some ass, very. Very good look on you, Mr. Colin Firth. I recommend you continue doing it in other Kingsman movies. Second of all, okay, well, that I'm going to stop you right there. Eggy, Eggsy was just adorable. I think I could watch him on screen all the time. He's eye candy for every girl. I mean, I'm literally objectifying him at this moment and okay, not I can even see. thinking about I'm him as an actor. I'm watching your face, and you are objectifying him. And I and think I, that there needs to be more of it. And it's making me uncomfortable. I'm going to stop you right there because your first point of Colin Firth coming back, Colin Firth died in this movie, and that's why Eggsy is even an agent at this point is because Colin Firth is dead. Colin Firth is not coming back. How do you know? Because he's dead. What if he comes back as the bad guy? No, he's... And he what? wasn't really dead all along. He got shot in the head. I think he's dead. I think that they could bring him back. Well, then they can bring Samuel Jackson back and the crazy chick with the knife feet. <laughs> Mad Max, if you die, you stay dead. I just think that the Kingsman, the Secret Service, really created a new world of spy movies and I want to see more of it. I'm kind of bored with reinventing Bond every two days and I'd like to see a different kind of spy movie and I think that well, hold Kingsman on a second. is where we can go and check that out. Hold on a second. You and I saw Skyfall together and you loved Skyfall. I loved Skyfall. No, no. You, like, I was embarrassed for you how much you loved Skyfall. Why? And, it was a great movie. And now you're telling me and, that and you don't want to see more of that? No. Like, I, I thought that that was a good ending. But it wasn't a good ending. It was, now we have Ray Fiennes in. I am actually very excited for the next one, but I just think that it's more and more of the same. And I like this idea of a new, younger, more British, maybe more exciting world. And you want an exciting world. I am going to bring it to you in Mad Max. And we are going to get more exciting female characters. We're going to get more exciting male characters too. It's going to be a new dawn because he's going to go explore another place with his car. 
and we're going to meet new crazy people who are left over from this insane end of the world apocalyptic place and we're going to get more and more of that energy but and as more and you more of that said excitement. it's all kind of a standalone story does it really count as a sequel i don't know it's just like it's a lot of standalone stories the kingsman the secret service they can actually continue furthering the story ahead and ahead and ahead and i think that we can see new things like what if eggsy now is the person who's training people and all that kind of stuff i think it's kind of cool well i kind of also feel like Kingsman works so well as a standalone film. They have clearly we, created it. I mean, even just the way that they titled it, Kingsman, comma, or colon, The Secret Service, that is the kind of title that tells me there will be another movie coming along. You know I love Kingsman. We saw that together, too. We, we did. See we a saw lot of that together. together. We saw Matt Max together. We've seen a lot of movies this year together. <laughs> but I just feel like... You know, nothing else. Kingsman was kind of the silent, dark horse that kind of went unnoticed. People were like, yeah, it's good. But they didn't realize it was good till video. Like people started seeing it on video. Mad Max has been the gem of the summer. Everyone is talking about this film. They didn't project it to do as well as it has. And it's and it's well, I think great. that's why people are talking about Mad Max is that they didn't think it was going to make much money. And then it made tons and tons of money i you know i just really would like to live in this world a little bit longer of the mad max days and if george miller did come back to do another one that would be outstanding but i i'd like to see another director maybe another action Can director another step director in really give it justice or is it going to become just another action movie i think george miller really gets that this is it might have action in it but this is not an action movie what are you talking? Are you talking about Mad Max not being an action movie? Yeah. What? It has action in it, but it is not an action movie. The movie is not about the action. The action happens because of the movie. The action is the thing that propels any kind of story forward at all. No, the taking action is what makes this movie actually have taking anything. Taking action no, and an I'm, action sequence are very defiance, different things. Defiance and 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 conflict. And defiance and conflict happens in every movie. I understand what you're saying, but what I mean is that the action is what defines this film. I as really an, don't think so. Like what? Film. It didn't have that crazy. Like it's a car chase that goes all the way to one. End, and then they turn around to car chase again. That's an action. They don't car chase the way that we're used to seeing car chases in terms of cars on freeways and busy. Cause that gets really boring really fast. Technically, they're car chasing, but during this long two-hour car chase, they have moments where they stop and they talk, they survive, or they're driving and they have to switch seats and things, and they have conversations and they talk about bigger things in life. Mad Max talks about issues really, really well, and then action happens around that, but that's not the purpose of the movie, and if you give this type of franchise to another director, then they're probably going to create something that's about the action and not about the story wherein action falls. But I believe that every action director after seeing Mad Max is going to go into a new way of filming. And it, maybe not a new way, but bringing back that old Do you really style of that? practical effects. But it's not even about the practical. I mean, yes, practical effects are part of what make Mad Max really good. But what really drove Mad Max home is the story. It's not like the purpose of this movie was to be like, let me think of this cool car chase and everything's going to be about car chasing. It's actually about people looking for freedom. It's about these women 
fighting their oppressive life and escaping to find Eden only to realize that Eden doesn't really exist. They were there all along. And in fact, what they need to do is stand up for what they believe in and take over this oppressive realm so that it becomes a beautiful land of giving and plants and life begetting life. That is what this movie is about. It is not about car chases. Car chases happen in order to allow this to happen. But the movie is not about car chasing. And if you give it to the wrong director and not George Miller, I worry that that's what's going to happen. And frankly, I don't want to watch that movie. I don't want to watch two hours of boring car chase that doesn't have a story. Well, I do. And I think our viewers, our listeners want to as well. So why don't you tell us, who do you think won this fight? Do we need to see a Kingsman sequel or do we need to see another Mad Max sequel? And if we're wrong and maybe there's a different 2015 movie that you saw that desperately needs a sequel, let us know. So we have a new segment for you guys and gals, and it's called Sex in the News. Uh, And in this segment, we talk about things that we have discovered in the news that are somewhat sex related, and then we pretty much riff on those things. Yes, it's all sexy all the time in Sex in the News. So the reason why we created this segment is that I went on a girl's trip last weekend and there or was news two, a bunch of weekends that ago. was sexy. So I found on Vanity Fair an article about Tinder. It was a Tinder expose. And th- then I realized that this Tinder expose is making waves across the internet and the world far and wide. And basically, they paint a picture of dating trends among young professionals. And the future looks really bleak. Well... Okay. And as one of those young professionals, I don't really understand where this is coming from. Well, if you're just joining us, we are both tied down. Yeah, it's true. We have so SOs. we're going to be just okay for now. But if we find ourselves in a Tinder pool later on, well, what are people saying about Tinder? They talk about um, a whole new type of seduction. It's called text game. And it's the concept that a dude can get matched on Tinder or other similar things like Hinge or whatever. uh, And within 10 texts or less, he seals the deal to the point where the girl will meet him in some location, one of their apartments or whatever, and they will have sex. These are two consenting adults. Two consenting adults. But 10 texts or less is like this goal that these guys go on. Oh, so it's like a game. It's like a game. Oh, that's disgusting. And then other guys are like, oh, look, I can do it with just emojis. Look, when I was young, the goal was to have sex. If if it took you 10 dates. And I cannot imagine ever feeling like I know a person enough from 10 texts to go straight to sex. Yeah, I, I, I mean, just even don't if it's going to be casual and not a big deal, I certainly don't see why I shouldn't also know the person that I would be having sex with. Well, of course, you need to know that. That's important. But that's not what this this whole thing is saying. So the profile was very much set in New York, and they're saying that New York, you know, the key is young professionals get together, they have sex, and then they like never talk again. It's like one night stands, amped up, and it's a lot of. Talking about guys who are saying, well, why would I ever have a girlfriend if I could just have lots of meaningless sex? And a lot of girls are saying, well, you know what? 
Who says I want to be your girlfriend? Maybe I just want to have sex. This is such a weird thing to say, but if you meet somebody and you actually want a connection or anything like that, you, you don't have sex with them. Like that's not... Just don't have sex. I believe that that is where this is going. So in, in the article, they do also show a lot of girls who are frustrated with this situation. And to me, the solution is extremely, extremely simple. Don't have sex. Yeah. And I don't mean don't have sex ever. I mean, do not have sex with a guy within 10 texts. Yeah. Unless all you're looking for is a meaningless hookup. With just about anyone. Right. If you are hooking up with somebody in 10 text messages and you've never met each other and you're meeting at a at an apartment somewhere. Those, I wouldn't want someone in my apartment in 10 texts that I've never met before. What if he's a robber? 100%. That is not the start of a relationship. You're not built. You're not building you a relationship. You have no chance. You have zero. And if you think as a female that... You holding out just will mean that you're alone and lonely. No. Honestly, that's that not is that not works. the truth. Guys are pretty simple in that if you are like too easy to get, they might not really respect you that much. And guys, it works the same way. If you really want a girl and you really like her and you want to have a relationship, you have to put the other things first. You do. And you know what? Girls are just as bad as guys in situations like that, where if a guy gives it up too fast and he wants a really, like an actual relationship, a girl might just say, well, this was just casual for me. Because that street works both ways. Absolutely. Even though admittedly, it seems, at least from the articles that I'm reading and people that I've talked to, that generally speaking, the proportion of people who want the relationships is probably a little bit more on the female side. Having sex quickly is giving the message, this is nothing more than this. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that as long as that's what you want. Can I give a little uh, advice to the men out there? Yeah. Just uh, bros. What's going on, bros? This is, uh, this is Jay coming at you. Here's the deal, guys. If you see... A girl in a crowded bar and she is waiting on some sort of Tinder date. Why don't you walk up to her and say hi? See if you can have a drink. Listen to what she says and respond. That's it. Her Tinder date can come, whatever. But all of a sudden, you look like a hero. Honestly, I think. This approach to dating, what you just described, equals the biggest panty dropper that I think I've heard in eons. I just don't because understand. Because it doesn't exist anymore. So That's since right. other people are not doing it anymore, you be the one guy that does it. Trust me, you will clean up. It's shocking. Uh, I, I remember back to those single days and, you know, I, I, met, a, I met people everywhere. And you just go up and you say hi and just have a conversation. And things may or may not progress from there. But most of the time, you're leaving feeling pretty good about yourself. They're leaving feeling pretty good about their self. And maybe some numbers were exchanged. But Heck, I feel maybe there like... there was even a kiss. You know the one thing that I kind of think is funny about this Tinder game, text game stuff? What's that? 
I think it's going to put all of those professional pickup artists out of business. And I, I think those professional pickup artists are the ones doing this game on Tinder. <laughs> that is an interesting article, though. You found some good. So that was sex in the news. Are you on Tinder? We want to know. Let us know how you rock the Tinder. And do you find that Tinder is filled with dudes just looking to hook up? Or are you finding some quality girls or boys on the Tinder? This is the second week that we're bringing you Series Survival. It is the segment where Jay and I discuss some brand new television series that are slated for the fall lineup. We look at the trailer and then we discuss whether or not we think they're going to survive to a second season. And you know what? Last week we talked about two Fox titles and one ABC title and looks like we're going to do it again. So let's kick this (laughs) off with uh, our first show trailer that we watched was Quantico. And this is about the FBI training and the federal agents and, you know, who moves up to the CIA and these critical thinkers who actually protect the United States. Uh, And what ends up happening in this trailer is that there's a terrorist attack. And a conspiracy. Turns out that the terrorist attack that happened in the city was from somebody training at Quantico. And they've pinned it all on this one trainee who happens to be innocent and now she needs to fight through the rubble and she needs to figure out which of her classmates is the spot you know it's coming off the homeland success and i don't think this one's gonna make it i think this one is going to die quick and abc will not renew to season two what do you think i think they're gonna renew And then I think it's going to die a painful death in season two when they don't have enough story to take it past season one. I don't think they have enough story for a full season now. I do. I think it's going to take the full season for her to uncover this mystery of who the uh, terrorist is. But then where do you go from there? I don't know. To canceled. Well, it's going to do really well. Shows like Prison Break and things like that tend to do really really well this is a pretty large scale if you check out the trailer we're also we're we're also getting a it's also abc they tend to have a little bit more love for their shows we're getting a female lead in uh in quantico we're also and i think she is she's black Um, is she black are we going down this road again she's something i think we're gonna go down the racism road again i don't think that it's racist she is something that isn't white she is Whatever that is. She is. And I and I don't mean to be this political guy, but I feel like they haven't been doing that great with these female driven shows. You got, you know, State of the Union and that that went pretty quick with Katherine Heigl. Uh, yeah, but that's Katherine Heigl because everyone mm-hmm. hates her because she trash talks and whatever I haven't project heard anything, she's on. I haven't heard anything great about Madam Secretary. But you know what? There are a lot of female-driven series that do well. I think this one is going to be one of them. The mystery seems pretty big. There's a lot of special effects. They put money into this show. There's also a diverse group of characters, uh, some men. Um, Honestly, one of the first times I've seen a supporting cast character wear a hijab, which I think is pretty amazing. That was very cool. And I think that's going to be one of those really groundbreaking things for network television. I think this show is going to make it to season two, but I don't think it's going to make it past that. All right. The second show, what do we got? 
the Frankenstein Code this from is, Fox. Okay, well, as as we said last week, Fox is very notorious for cutting before a second season. Or just cutting a story short. Just being of its like, time. you know, nine episodes in, good enough. Cancel. Yeah. Or Arrested Development is the greatest show ever. Let's just cancel it anyway. Family Guy, cancel. Yeah. They're so, cancelers. So I I don't think the Frankenstein Code is going to make it to... A, I'm going to go 10 episodes. Really? I don't think it's going anywhere. I think it's definitely going to make it. Well, okay. So here's the deal with the Frankenstein Code. This guy dies, elderly gentleman, trying to stop an intruder in his son's home. He gets shot, wakes up all of a sudden on a slab in some lab, and it turns out he is like one in a million people who they, these two scientists were able to bring back to life in a younger body. So it is the 75-year-old man, but he's in a younger body. And he's actually really, really strong. And I believe that based on the clocks that they showed in the trailer, the deal is that uh, in order for him to sustain life, he can only be in that body actively running around for a certain time period. And then he has to go back to his little pod to recharge. So it sounds to me like this is superhero show in a bottle. And that does not sound like it's going to jive with me. I think that it looks really good. First of all, uh, one of the main characters is Adhir Kalin or Kalyan. Love him. Love him. He's fantastic. I he mean, was he in... was the thing that made Paul Blart Mall Cop good. Peanut Blart and Jelly. Oh, I love him so much. He was, <laughs> I mean, I, I wish that I watched, oh, what show was that? Uh, Rules of Engagement, but I didn't love that show. But I occasionally sat through the show that I didn't like because he was in it and I just liked him so much. I originally saw him in a television show that if you haven't seen, honestly, go and watch it. It's called Aliens in America. And it is this wonderful show about a family that gets an exchange student and they're expecting a blonde, tall, hunky British dude and they end up with a Pakistani <laughs> boy. And and it's just lovely and it's all about acceptance. There was also a movie that I love. It You can call it a guilty pleasure, but I think it's fantastic. And it's called Fired Up and he plays a male cheerleader called Brewster. I I can't even tell you anything more about this performance, but... He is so funny. He steals every single scene and he just brings it. That's but, what happens. Anything adheres in, he steals the scene. But he's not going to be able to save the Frankenstein code, man. I believe that he will. He I couldn't will be even watching save aliens show. in America. You know what? America was not ready to accept a Pakistani boy into their hearts. And that's what didn't save that show. Not him. People were what knew it existed. They would have watched it and never given it so up. So you think it'll go season two? I think it'll go season two. I think that people are going to really like this show. I think we got to start taking bets on this. Yeah, we, we are. <laughs> there will be a future segment when all the cancellations come in in the spring. And then we'll find out who's right and who's wrong. All right. And we should do a challenge that's submitted by our listeners. And the loser must do the challenge. All right. You guys submit it. You're hearing it all live. This is actually happening. It is 
3.15 in the morning, so we're making great decisions. <laughs> great decisions. All right, last but not least is the show Lucifer, also from Fox. This one has a pretty cool premise. It is about literally Lucifer. He decides to quit hell, and he comes up to Earth, and he ends up hanging out with this police officer, and they solve crimes together. Yeah, this is not going anywhere. I'm sorry. He can be as charming as hell because he is. But literally, this has got to be the most idiotic buddy cop premise of all time. I'm going to watch this show. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to like this show. And I'm going to be really upset when Fox yanks the cord nine episodes in. Oh, yeah. Nine episodes. You are being generous on this nine episodes. You think four? Oh, the last Fox show I even tried to watch that was a season, uh, first season was Surviving Jack. I loved it. Seven episodes. Gone. I think this makes it six. Wow. Totally six. I mean, it's definitely getting canceled. There's no way this show is making it. It's a little bit too kooky um, for the people who like procedurals. And, and it's absolutely a procedural. There are so it's many a procedural. procedural so the people cop who shows. don't want procedurals, yeah, because they're cash cows. There's no end to how much procedural television America wants to watch. Well, they can have it. I'm going to stay in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think? Do you think these shows are going to make it, or do you think they're going to get canceled? Let us know, and don't forget to submit to us. Your thoughts on what we should do if we are losers in our thoughts. In our thoughts. Trailer Trash is a new segment, but we did it once, I think, for Jurassic World. We did it once, but now we're bringing it back occasionally. Occasionally, like all of our stuff. This one is uh, Victor Frankenstein. A couple weeks ago, we got a teaser trailer for this brand new movie. And we meant to talk about it, but we never got a chance. So we're doing it now. This movie is an origin story for Dr. Victor Frankenstein, who will be played by James McAvoy and how he meets his assistant, that famous assistant, Igor. Played is, by Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, that's right. Harry Potter is playing a hunchback. And and I'm really liking it because I believe that Igor is going to be our protagonist. It looks that way. I mean... Victor Frankenstein's kind of a kook making Frankenstein's monster, but we get to see everything to the lead up of it's alive. Actually, I think we get to see more than that. It And also some gruesome, gruesome images of reincarnated Reenactment? Reen... Reanimation? Reanimated bodies. That's right. I'm pretty excited, actually, for this movie. It looks, it looks like it's going to be a gothic horror, but with... A lot of science fiction stuff. It is so steampunk. Like if you're one of those people that goes to Comic-Con and you're into the whole steampunk scene, you, I don't see how you can't see this movie. It's l everything you've ever wanted and it's coming to the big screen. So the, the teaser gave us some things. Now, what I want to ask you, and if you haven't seen it, go right now. Just go and watch it. You yeah, it can watch like this online. Yeah, a minute. We'll put the description there. We'll put the, the link. link. Will the, be there. the link will be there. Uh, so my question to you, Yvonne, is, is this going to be a good movie? Yes. 
Uh, James McAvoy and Daniel Radcliffe are pretty good and pretty picky in the movies that they choose. So I have a lot of faith. It also doesn't have too many stars, which for me is always a red flag, as seen by last week's Barely Lethal. Like while we were watching it, Jay and I kept being like, oh my gosh, another star, another star, another star. When they throw too many stars at a movie, I get worried. Here is my concern for Victor Frankenstein. It looks a lot like Van Helsing. It's got so much of that CG. And I know James McAvoy always chooses great roles. He's fantastic as Professor Xavier. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe is fantastic. I just, I get worried about this kind of story, especially when it's a reimagining. Because it is definitely a, a reimagining. Let's never forget the horror that was Maleficent. You're you're just being quiet over there, so I'm assuming you didn't see it. I heard that it sucked. Of course, or you know, Alice in Wonderland. There, there's all these movies where there's a reimagined twist, and they don't need it, and it kind of screws with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm a little bit nervous about Victor. You are right. Like they're definitely reimagining it in the sense of I believe that the original story and I haven't read it, uh, admittedly. So I'm totally speculating here. But the doctor is not a bad guy. He's actually trying to make good science and do good things. And it turns out that he just kind of goes too far in reanimating this body. And the people of the town don't even understand that Frankenstein's monster is not trying to kill them. He can just barely move because he's filled with all these different people's parts. And, well, and the, this trailer they, they want to kill him because they don't understand him. Yeah. But this trailer leads me to believe that Victor Frankenstein is in bed with a man who wishes to start a zombie army kind of he's had some success with the Frankenstein monster and now he's going to keep going. Um, and Igor will be the person who has to step up. Well, I think, I think we've dissected this one to death. So yeah. go watch Victor Frankenstein Caesar trailer and let us know what you think. Comes out on November 25th, I believe. Yes. November 25th. Looking it up. Doing your due diligence. <laughs> Producering while Producering we Producering while we're here. <laughs> All right. That brings episode 28 to a close. What? That's it? We're done? We're done. It was so fast. Oh, my gosh. I have clearly not been paying attention. It's only still three something in the morning. <laughs> oh, it's 341. This is early. Early. Oh, it's just early for us. <laughs> It's early for me, maybe. So thank you guys so much for for listening. And if you were coming by for the first time, I hope you like what you th- what you heard. And we really want you to check out iTunes and give us a rating there or a review, comment. Uh, that actually really helps our show grow, and we can get more listeners, and we can do more of these for you. Maybe not necessarily at three forty one in the morning, but. Maybe this was one of our better episodes. You will have to tell us. And how can you tell us? Well, you can reach us on our website at friendselephants.com. Or you can email us at 
friendswitheelephants at mail.com. You can also catch us on Facebook, Facebook slash Friends Elephants. Or find us on Twitter. I'm at Jester J. And I'm at It's Ivana. And that is another show. I, I don't even... Are, are you going to be okay to get home? I will be just fine. I work the best in the evenings. Okay. Well, I you know, I worry about you. I know, but that's because you're a morning person. Well, yeah, I don't worry about you in the morning. I worry about you late at night. You I should got, worry about me in the morning. Because God knows where you are in your vampire lifestyle. You should be waking up in the morning when you feel all chipper being like, oh, no, Ivana's probably driving somewhere right now. And I feel like you're walking down Bathurst at 3.30 humming a tune <laughs> and people are just like, who is that crazy woman? And with that dog that isn't going to do anything. Hey, she will bark. She will lick. Well, no, she barks if she's really, really threatened. Okay, well, that's good. Okay, yeah. so just make sure Marshall's with you. She's not tonight, so you straight home. Straight home. Straight I'm home in the into car. bed, young lady. We're good. Okay. <laughs> what do we say at the end of these things now? We don't have anything to say anymore. We, we've run out. We used to do this show in a fort, and now we have better mics, and we don't have to confine ourselves in forts. Also, I don't know if you know this about Jay... But he thinks that being warm and comfortable is trying to kill him. Listen, the summer is the season of death. I believe that's the winter. People are drowning. People they are, are getting to death. people are getting malaria from Frostbite. mosquitoes. The sun is burning people's skin. <laughs> they the sun can do that in the winter too. And people are dropping from dehydration. Yeah, that's right. Dehydration. In they the have winter, to... you can get scurvy if you lived in a remote area that wasn't Toronto. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You could sneak into any pub in Toronto in the winter, warm up for two seconds and keep moving on your way. Anyway, because of Jay's aversion to warmth, we are no longer allowed to be in forts. I didn't say we weren't allowed. I'm saying that this is more fun. You just, you would melt in forts. Well, maybe when the winter comes, we'll try it again. Anyhow, so we don't really have a way to end these things anymore. I know. Okay, you do one this week. I did one last week. Oh. Awkward.